This is the Ezra Podcast, MMA edition. And this week we have Islam Makachev versus Bobby Green. And Bobby Green is a late replacement for Dariush, who uh, unfortunately got hurt. And Bobby Green coming off a win just two weeks ago on pay-per-view card. And he looked really good. And he, he, you know, he built a lot of excitement off that win. And it was mostly due to his boxing and being able to, you know, use shoulder rolls, moving backwards, and just picking um, his opponent apart. And then Islam, you know, his opponent gets injured, and it's just like Bobby Green just makes a lot of sense. And he just, you know, had to be in shape because he just fought. And you'll see guys take chances like this, right? Like, and you, you know, it's probably the, puts Bobby Green in a position that he probably wasn't going to be able to get in for a while. And maybe he could sneak him into, you know, putting himself in the title picture with a win over Islam. And you've seen guys do this before, like with Chris Lieben, who once went on like a three-fight win streak and just fought like, he was fighting like every week. Uh, Holland, you know, did this two years ago where he won five fights and they were like kind of like late replacements. Same thing with Chimaev. You know, sometimes he's got to strike with irons hot, and that's what Bobby Green's looking to do. And he may never get an opportunity to get this close to a title shot ever again. So this is an opportunity that he was smart to take. Now, Islam Makhachev seems to be the future. Everybody wants to crown him the lightweight champ of the world, uh, but he's going to have to earn it. And there's a reason we fight the fights. I like Islam. I like everything he does. I think that he's um, he's very smart. He's very tactical. He he knows how to win fights. And I think that's an important thing to say, right? Is that it, it might sound stupid to say, like, I mean, of course, you know, when fight, knock guy out, submit him, whatever. No, but like, he doesn't panic. He's never like rushed or feels like, oh man, like this is getting away from me. No, he just always seems so calm, and he knows, he knows the way the scoring works. He knows the way that his offense has to work. Like, he knows he's not going to give you any free shots. He's pretty defensive standing up. These are all things I've, I've scouted him before, like twice or maybe even three times on this podcast. So I don't want to just keep saying the same thing over and over again. He can wrestle. Now, does, does he have the ground and pound that Khabib has? No. Is he this, you know, as good as Khabib? No, I don't think so. But I think he's a damn good, you know, a damn good version of what Islam is, like his takedowns and especially he's a, he's, a, he's a damn good, I guess, knockoff, right, of Khabib. Not saying that, and I don't want to say like, well, he's just, it's it's just that when you think of Khabib, it's like he's going to get a takedown, he's going to uh, pound you out, or then to, you know, hit you enough to where you give up something dumb, he's going to submit you. Islam really doesn't have that game, but he does have that takedown, right? He does have the dominant wrestling where he can just take it down basically whenever he feels like it, it, it feels like. Now, with Bobby Green, who is going to look to win the stand-up portion of the fight, is he going to be able to stop a takedown? That's what everybody's going to be wondering. That's what you're going to be waiting to see. I, I don't believe so. Now, maybe early on he can be quick enough with his hips to where he's able to fight you know, certain positions and stop taking up, but then eventually I think that Makachev will eat him up. I, I also don't think it, it helps that Bobby Green likes to stay in range. It, it's usually because he's faster and better timing than most fighters, and I do think that if they... As far as they stay standing, Islam is not going to take a lot of chances with Bobby Green as far as throwing punches. So it might look like Bobby Green is, you know, just more effective in the stand-up because Islam usually, like, stays very defensive. He doesn't want to give a big mistake up. I think that could be because Islam has lost before, and I'm pretty sure it was uh, due to punches. But he's very smart, very tactical, and he knows if it's a tight, close fight, he knows how to win around right late to get a takedown and hold it in control and all that 
But I feel like Bobby Green is going to stay in range too long. And I think that when you stay in range like that and you let Islam Makhachev just continuously shoot on your legs, he's going to get you down and he's going to smother you. And I think Bobby Green, like I said, he cut, I think he cuts a lot of weight to make this to this weight class. And that means that on a late fight, he just cut. Now, two weeks later, he's got to cut again to make this weight class. I think it's going to be tough. And I think that he's not going to have the energy like to where he can survive the first round with Makhachev just mauling him. And then come back in the second and still have fresh legs. I don't believe so. I think Makhachev gets him down in the second round again and, you know, puts it on him. And then eventually forces um, the mistake on the ground. And Bobby Green gives up his back or his arm or whatever he does. And Islam gets the submission. That's why I see this fight playing out. Now, my counter for Bobby Green is a fight going backwards. You, you have the ability to do it. Keep moving. Make Islam be super cautious, super protective, super not wanting to take the risk of getting on the inside or landing a strike and keep moving and keep the distance and don't let him just shoot in your leg or get in on the inside of you and let's see if uh, Islam's defensive nature right which he has really hurts him in this fight and he's not willing to take the chances to win it that's been a counter but I'm gonna take Islam Makachev submission probably put him in title picture next fight and I would love to see him fight Charles Oliver. In the next fight, uh, and I didn't go with like, the co-main event. I went with the fight a little lower on the card because I thought it was the best matchup. And that's Armin uh, Sar- Sarkinian, Sarkinian versus Joel Alvarez. And Armin fought Islam Makhachev. That's where I first seen him, right? I was breaking down Islam Makhachev, getting ready for a fight that he was going to do. And I saw him fight Armin, and Armin gave Islam all he could handle in the wrestling. And he gave him really all he could handle in the fight. And I just thought, like, oh, man, like, this guy... You know, sure, he lost to Islam, right? But Islam's so damn good. And this guy gave him his best fight. Like, I just got really high on him. And then you see Joel Alvarez, who, you know, made a lot of mistakes. Like, when he first came into UFC, where he's like, overstepping and couldn't find his range. And now it looks like he just come into a perfect thing where he's found his range. He's getting so much more comfortable. His submission game off his back is really good. And this just turns into an interesting matchup where Armin wants, you know... Wants to get to the ground, and then Joel doesn't mind being on his back, right? And in the stand-up, Armin pretty confident in his stand-up, and Joel is feeling like, you know, with his length and his timing and his spacing, that he just seems like he has it all figured out. It's a really great matchup. It's you know one of those hidden gems to me on the card. And I think that, you know, the way this plays out is I think that Joel's gonna have, with the length and Armin kind of pushes his punches at times and kind of has a hard time finding his range. I think Joel's gonna look good early. Now, I do think Joel does overstep where he gets a little bit too aggressive. I do think Armin could catch him on that, right? Because he does his best act to me is like when he takes a step back and like allows a guy to fall in and he hits him with a left hook. I think that that might happen. And I think that Armin might be able to land a takedown. But I do think that Joel was a little too good on his back to really give up anything or get himself in a lot of trouble. I picture that we get to the second round of this fight and Joel more starts figuring out his range, especially with the kicks. And Armin just kind of gets stuck from not being able to find his range and being able to get in the inside to get a, you know, land good offense. I picture in the third round, it's more Armin looking for a takedown and Joel just being able to defend it by using his length, his reach, and being able to hit out of the clinch. I'll take Joel Alvarez in a, uh, in a decision win in this fight. Remember, it's a three-round fight, so maybe if it was four or five, I'd, I would like Armin later maybe to get takedowns and secure that and maybe just tire out 
Joel, but I think that it's a three-round fight. It's really good for Joel. I think it's going to be a huge win for him. It's going to be a real huge boost for whoever wins this fight. As far as moving up into like facing top-ranked guys, big names, excellent fight. Big, uh, very important fight to pay attention to. Like I said, I have Joel Alvarez winning by decision. One thing I did want to talk about and I heard mentioned was the interim heavyweight title fight they're talking about because they don't believe they're going to get Francis Ngannou back. And he also he's going to be out till the end of the year, even if you do get him back. And I think that the rumor is uh, Stipe versus Gon. And I'm not saying that, you know, Gon just was shut out and Stipe was knocked out cold. I don't think it's the best look that you have those two guys fight for an interim title after, you know, Francis Ngannou went through both of them. And I think it's similar to the Charles Oliveira situation when Khabib left. It's like Charles Oliveira is the best guy to win the belt because he's the one guy that Khabib's ever fought. And you kind of don't want the guy winning the belt, just a guy that won because Khabib's no longer there. I think he needs some fresh names for that if you're going to do an interim title shot. And I think that Stipe... Or gone. One of them's fine in the fight, but I think you want to give the opportunity for you know another guy to make his claim because that way he wins, he beats this guy. He's like, hey, yeah, this guy's never, you know, I've never lost to Nagano. So if we match up, that's a brand new, interesting matchup, right? And I just smoked one of these guys that, you know, maybe it's gone, right? Who he wants a decision with and really did it with wrestling. And it's like, well, I did it with my hands, you know. So the guys I'm looking at, right? You have Taito Vasa, you have Aspinall, who's going to be fighting in a fight pretty soon. You know, John Jones it looks like he's having a lot of problems in his life, right? I, I can't picture him coming out anytime soon to finally start fighting a heavyweight. But, you know, you always have those rumors. He's a possibility. So I'm saying one of these new names, right, that you, you know, one of these new guys you want uh, to, you know, get a shot at it, right? And whether Nagano stays or goes, it's still, to me, important that you, that the guy that wins didn't get smoked by him. And I think that that's important to the UFC as well because they don't want Nagano to go to a different promotion and then say, well, we have the best heavyweight in the world. You at least want it to be debatable. That's the problem with having a belt is they, they keep signing all these old guns and it's like, if they win the belt or they win a big fight, it's like you can never say, well, we have the best guy in the world because like the UFC knows we, you don't. You had a guy that was washed that could no longer compete with our top 10 guys. That, to me, was a mistake that Bellator was making. It just always looked like the inferior product because of that. But now that they bring up their own fighters and you got guys like AJ McKee, you don't know that AJ McKee wouldn't dominate the UFC. So I really believe that the strategy for if you are going to the UFC and you're going to give the intern heavyweight title to someone, it should be someone that Francis Ngannou hasn't ran through yet. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the S-Raw MMA Podcast.